0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus.
1: And my name is Dan.
0: And we're here to, well, discuss some of the action or some of our takeaways from game week 17. Um, feels like we're sort of ticking along now. We're nearly at halfway and so we can start drawing some bigger conclusions as well, which is always nice. <laughs> um but yeah, so we will we will be sort of looking back on some of our key takeaways and answering some of your questions from uh, in this quick turnaround. Obviously, it's midweek game week following up. But uh, first things first, Dan, how are you? I am
1: brilliant. <laughs> Blue and one again, two one super. Jacob Brown with a winner, gaffer legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, good weekend. Not not great gaffer wise but I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute
0: yeah it was a, it was an interesting weekend for gaffer I think it sometimes some, it depended on owning some players or not owning some players armbands I think were quite key for people as well um but we'll we'll get into a lot of that now um I I was a little bit disappointed to get a red arrow, particularly down at my crappy rank. Uh, I had 80 minus 4, and that was a red arrow. Um, I brought in uh, Philogene and Stansfield for Jones and Chaplin. Uh, Stansfield didn't really work out, but it was sort of a short-term play based on the fixtures. I'm still fine with making that move. Um, Philogene obviously did with an 11-pointer. I mean, he had four key passes in the first half alone, so he was flying. Um, but I had O'Leary in goal for four. Um, I didn't expect Cooper to outscore him against Sunderland, but he did. Uh, I had Walker-Peters for four, Hume for three, and Davis for one. Um, I had NG on the bench partially because I was a little bit concerned about the uncertainty about him playing, given that he wasn't really mentioned Um so, which obviously cost me a few points, but you know, not a disaster. Uh, Somerville captain, twenty-two. Philogene eleven. Sarah ten. Dewsbury Hall seven. And a vice captain, Clark for nine. Ad Rutter seven. And Stansfield two. Um, benched Broadhead and Collins. Um, so yeah, small red arrow, but particularly getting Philogene in makes me feel a bit better about where my team is at this point. Um, also particularly which uh, avoided the headache ahead of the the midweek games of um, none of the the book. Well, Collins was the only player that was on four yellows that got booked for me. Obviously, there was that potential chaos with Somerville and Dewsbury Hall and um, a few other players all being on four yellows that it could have. uh, I know Roe was another one that it could have created chaos for people, but. Fortunately, none of them did, so uh, that also helped. Although maybe one extra one getting booked to help with decisions this midweek would have helped. Um, but yeah, all in all, not not too bad. Uh, uh, like it's a red arrow, but I'm quite sort of happy with the score and where my team is and everything. So uh, yeah, um, quite comfortable now. Um, how did your game week go?
1: Yeah, not great. Sixty one minus four. Um... My transfers were, I finally got rid of Manning for Walker-Peters, and I did, oh, Chaplin. I took Chaplin out for Stansfield. Didn't feel comfortable with double-whip switch up front with, with their run. Um, I had Dieng for two, Johansson scored five, uh, Walker-Peters four, Hume three, Davis one. Uh, like yourself, I... A captain Somerville for twenty two, Jones for two, Jewsby Hall seven, Vice Captain Clark for nine, uh Rutter seven, Boardhead two, Stansfield two. I also had um Jordan James on the bench with ten. Um never never gonna play him. And it's it's actually becoming a problem having like a really rubbish. I've got five million in the bank, like what am I doing? I've dropped 100 places. I've got 5 million in my bank. I need, I need sorting out. So, yeah, I'm down at 239. And, yeah, just defence has been killing me, like, through injuries and not playing. Like, I've got the silver, and he hasn't played the last two games yeah. now. So, that's another player I've got to sort out. So, yeah, maybe another minus four this week, I think. Just what you want, go taking the hit into a double game, uh, not a double game week, but a midweek game week where rotation could happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've the only one that I'm sort of comfortable benching this week is Collins because he managed to pick up his fifth booking. Um, at the moment, I've got, I've even got Sarah on the bench, which is just asking for trouble. But uh, that's where it is I've at seen. this point.
1: Got rid of him and he's just ticking over. Yeah. Um, I, the, I took a punt on Jones and he's done nothing. Yeah. So I wanted to get rid, but I needed to get rid of Manning and Chaplin more, I felt. But, yeah, not going great. (laughs) Last four or five games have not been good.
0: Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's some interesting opportunities coming up, though, both with fixture plays and just, you know, runs that some of these teams have and some of these players have. It can turn around quite quickly, I think, at the moment. Um, but yeah so that's sort of how our team is doing I haven't logged into the pod team so I, I know we came joint third this week um I think uh man on and guys on gaff are both beaters I think I did look at one point um it wasn't great <laughs> uh I think we were at a point uh I was doing I was at my sort of work away day on Friday and we were looking at the team and it was just like yeah we'll just roll it it's fine. <laughs> Um, which does mean that we've at least got a, a way to, to address the, the concerns with the team. Um, but, yeah, so uh, next up, we've got uh, the key team news from the weekend. So, uh, Dan, take it away with that.
1: Yeah, we'll start with uh, Rovram, Lembesika and Hugo were on the bench. Sam Nombe up front. Obviously, they sacked Taylor during the international break and still haven't replaced him. Um for Leeds, Furpo was in at left back. Uh Southampton, Fraser started. Stewart was still on the bench. He only got 10-15 minutes. Uh Bristol City, Bell and Garnah. Hitman went for Mehetti and Weiman for Borough hands out for the season. Um Coburn was benched, which was which was a surprise for me. Um, lette Laff started For Brum, Drame was bench uh, Buchanan's back now So obviously he's naturally left uh, left back uh, Dembele started Swansea Key was back on the bench uh, For Blackburn Pickering started after his injury Just before the international break uh, Preston Brady was at left wing back But don't bring him in He got sent off uh, Cardiff, NG, was back after injury. Uh, For Sundan, Ballard and 9 were back at centre-back. Hume and Huggins were the full-backs. Uh, Norwich, after their win against Cardiff, they decided we're just going to bring back all our players. Stacey, Janoulius, Duffy, and probably the biggest one is um, Ashley Barnes started up front. GPR, Chair, was back in after suspension. Coventry played 4-3-3. De Silva still on the bench. Bridwell's getting the nod. Van Eric and Sakamoto played right wing. And Hadji Wright played left with Godden through the middle. And Ndidi, for Leicester, Ndidi was in for Winks, who was suspended. Uh, Ipswich Burns was back in the start at 11 and for West Brom, Swift and Major were back on the bench.
0: Great, thanks. I think there's some, there's some interesting players there, particularly in terms of some of the, the news. I was slightly surprised, I you know it doesn't, it's not sort of the headline bit there, but uh, Coburn dropping out the Borough team, which just as well, because yeah, when I'll I was looking promise. around some of the cheaper forwards when I was making that move, I did sort of think about Coburn, and uh, I was quite glad I didn't go there. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, particularly that Ndidi return is actually quite important, and then obviously Swift being back for West Brom. Um, So, yeah, so we've got a couple of uh, sort of topics we're going to cover. Um, Speaking of uh, John Swift, actually, first we're coming to you, Dan, to talk about uh, West Brom.
1: I know people are going to think I'm only talking about West Brom because they beat Ipswich, but it's (laughs) not that. Um, I think... They've sort of been going under the radar over the last five, six games. They're one of the most informed teams in the league. We saw last year, especially at home, Corbran got them very good defensively at home. Um, And they're just starting to look like, well, Huddersfield under Corbran, which we all know were playoff finalists couple of seasons and go and no dis- disrespect to Huddersfield but this West Brom team have a lot better players than that Huddersfield team and if he gets them clicking which he seems to start he seems to start doing they they're going to have options now I've been burned so much with West Brom over the last couple of seasons of 2 3 seasons especially in the forward areas for West Brom but I think there's definitely options um, defence is probably where I would lean first especially with um. well we've all been struggling for defenders a lot throughout the season um, and I think I would lean furlong um, it just seems a bit more regular at the minute, there's still that thing where Phillips can, if they go free at the back, he seems to play Phillips over Townsend um, I, d- I don't know if you agree with with angles.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think he's he seems to be the most nailed one. I think he's missed. I think it's one game. Um, and I think he, he is just he's getting forward just enough as well. Particularly, obviously, their centre backs carry a like set piece threat, but I do think he's getting up forward enough in in sort of open play and everything to mean that he he gives you the best of both worlds. Yeah
1: looking at data wise especially defensively they've had uh, the most clean sheets in the league with eight Um, and also when you look at XG conceded they're the third least Uh, Leicester have the best and um, then then it's Leeds so um, yeah defensively is somewhere where I would, would go to, obviously there is a caveat with their the fixtures aren't the easiest. Um, they play Cardiff away next, then Leicester, then Sunderland. But we know defensively at home, that they could do all right. Um, going forwards, I think they've 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 had a few injuries recently. Um, we've we've seen Wallace having to play out front with Dean Garner at times, and I was reading on, on on Twitter today that, and it was interesting that Jed Wallace's average position for uh, the Ipswich game was the widest he's been all season, and it's no coincidence that it's probably been his his best game. Um, we know, especially last year, he he was basically a like a bonus magnet and it was mainly just from his key passes because he kept crossing <laughs> crossing the ball in for for crosses so um i know at the start of the season there were people who went for swift and it was like a no brainer because of all the data was showing it was swift is swift someone on on your radar angus
0: yeah uh, definitely. Especially when so I, I was sort of keeping an eye out for his return this week when I saw that he was sort of back in training and everything. I knew he probably wouldn't go into the straight into the lineup, um, but I do have, very much have an eye on him. Um, we, we know what he's capable of. He's shown it again this season when he's played, and um, I do think he would slot it slot back in and comfortably be a sort of main man and everything. So. Um... Yeah, I think he's he's an easy one to be looking at from
1: them. So obviously he's ten point one million. You've got Wallace ten million, and then there's Dean Garner who's seven point one. Now, for someone like me who's got um, Jones in the sides, I can upgrade a Jordan James with my five million in the bank. Dean Garner seems to be getting nailed it. It feels like being gone for a few years ago. Um, probably the first time he dropped into championship, I remember from like year he, he absolutely terrorized Lou in one game. Um and yeah, if he gets back to speed at seven point one, he's got to be one of the best assets in that in that price range.
0: Yeah, he was actually one I looked at in game week 15, my disastrous goal fest. It wouldn't have helped because he got two assists that week. But that week I was, like, Diangana was very much one of the ones I considered and he's, he's been playing well for a little while now. Um, like you say, I think he's found a bit of his best form. I think um, there was some stuff around his confidence, particularly last year, which I think um, has has improved. Um, you know, he looks much more sort of comfortable and. You know, um, positive when he gets the ball, um, and I do think that that that's showing in his performances and the points. Um, so I certainly, think yeah, he's he's another one that that very much seems like an option, particularly because you can't really see him coming out of the team at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's true. Is Phillips an option? He's obviously the the top scorer in uh, midfielding for them he's six point six. He has played time at left wing back. Yeah. And he's a he's a great great defensive clearance. Yep. Um yep. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> this uh, week. So you beat me to it in terms of the, the what was essentially a clearance um when he attempts to finish it into an open goal and I think manages to send it further away from the goal for a throw in than where he was standing. Um is
1: David just All he's got to do is arch his foot the other way and it's going into the goal. Um, I don't even know what he was trying. Not just this season. I'm sure people who've
0: who've just been listening this season uh, will have an idea, but certainly people who've been listening for longer will know that I do not have a particularly high opinion of Matt Phillips. And I can totally see the logical reasons for buying Matt Phillips. He plays basically every game. He does decently for the bonus. He will chip in with some attacking returns. I just, I just can't, I just can't, it's still Matt Phillips.
1: <laughs> you say that, but you did have him a couple of years ago, I'm pretty yeah, sure you and, did.
0: And it, and it, you know, that, that yeah, was like the thought, last straw for me, that was the last straw. Do you remember when
1: everyone got hyped because he was playing through the middle?
0: <laughs> and the, and the pro, it, it's that age-old thing, if you get excited, you've got like a midfielder playing up front, Um, particularly when it's a wide player like that particularly a try hard wide player and they get put put up front because they're a try hard, they'll work hard they'll chase everything and then you remember that they still have to be able to finish (laughs) Um, so yeah I totally understand why people go for Matt Phillips, like I say there are logical reasons to go for him and the price is obviously a big thing I just can't (laughs)
1: Okay, well then that leaves with the forward position. And um Thomas Asante's been in and out, some through injury, sometimes that he's just not first choice. I still feel he's a bit raw, but they're definitely a player there. Madge yeah. is obviously back on back on the bench now. DK, well, DK's always injured, unfortunately. Would you go there? It's, not it's, not, it's a no for me at 8.1. 8.
0: Yeah, the price is too much. Um, I was talking to, to Luke uh, earlier, and apparently there's nothing in the data with him either. I watch him and I'm like, there's, you know, he has some bright moments, but I'm still not convinced. I also think at any given moment, particularly if they, if he does want to keep playing Matt Phillips to bring John Swift back into the team, the obvious player to leave out then is Thomas Asante and go back to the sort of almost slightly more fluid system with Wallace and Dean Garner and Swift and Phillips. And so there's always that possibility there as well, which made me feel a little bit sort of nervous about it. Um, so all in all, just uh, to me, it just doesn't really work to go for him.
1: Anyone else you want to talk about? No um... one jumps out. What about centre-back, would you consider...?
0: It's a, a little Kit bit Prey tough a... with them because I do think at any given moment it could just sort of, you know, rotate a little bit. There's There's been some that played, you know, slightly more games than others, which, which puts me off a little bit. But it's also just like, particularly now that there's some attacking options coming available, like it, it feels a bit more of a waste. The one, I guess, if I was going for a centre-back, I'd probably go for Kipre. He seems to be the most likely one to play of the centre-backs. Um, so he, if, if I was looking, probably if I was looking to go double defense, like if I was looking to sort of say, get into two of their defenders, it probably would be Kipray just because you can't trust that Townsend will play and, and so on. Yeah. Um, I guess we should mention Palmer just because he has the most clean sheets in the league. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't pay that much for a keeper myself, but. Um, yeah, if six people, one now. yeah, if people are, uh, you know, want to go there for whatever reason, you know, he, he is the keeper on probably the best defensive team. So, um, I guess there's there's that uh, um, there's that argument as well. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I really have on on West Brom players.
1: OK, let's go to your key point there, Nangus.
0: So my key point, it was partially inspired by uh, a lot of the conversation about follow the leader. I know some people have already played it, um, but I do think this sort of functions um, for, for other people, as, for those people as well. Um, but with a lot of the talk about playing follow the leader, I just wanted to run through, particularly now we've got a little bit more information about who we think the, the best options are from each team. Um, obviously, like I say, you know, we've reached sort of game week 18 upcoming, so we've got a decent amount of the season sort of played now to just start getting these ideas about who we think the best options are from each team, and so you know, I think I don't want to go more than four with any team. Um, I think some of them we're only going to have like one um, I'm going to try and give you one for at least one from a team um, I'm not going to go more than four ideally I'd try and go between one and three from each team um, but yeah just sort of us discussing who we think are the best, uh, the best from each team um, the first one I've got obviously just going to go through alphabetically um, Birmingham I think they're an interesting one um, because at various points there's been various there's been different sort of options, particularly depending on price. Like if you were willing to pay a little bit more, Drame was obviously a really nice option. Um, but then you've got some that are, are really nice options, particularly because they're che- at the cheap end, like Stansfield, etc. Um, so I think with them, I've I've come with two. Just because I think then it becomes a little bit more variable, fitness dependent, etc. And the two that I've ended up on, Miyoshi and Stansfield, defensively, I mean, Laird went off injured again at the weekend. If he's out, then someone like Drame obviously becomes a great option again. Um, But Drame dropped out at the weekend.
1: Is Is he a great option under a Rooney side? I think so. Who aren't busy? They're obviously trying to play more attacking football, so there's no clean sheets. Whereas on under the previous manager, they were sort of more built on solidity. So you'd get the half clean sheet, or they'd only win like one nil. And then we, we saw at Lua drama picks up the bonus. I'm not sure I could go five point nine at the minute. Yeah.
0: I mean I think the thing for me with Drame is I do think he's still a good pick he he does he did well f- um on some of the attacking bonus stuff obviously under Eustace but you would think under Rooney um that would still that would continue to a degree um but pu- all of this is part of why I've only gone for those two attacking players yeah I, um yeah I like
1: me Miyoshi what when I've seen him
0: okay. yeah he he seems like a really good player the more they've played him the more it sort of helped um and the more it's, it's sort of made a difference to the team, it's helped them. So I do think he's he's a big one. And Stansfield, um, it's partially the price. Um, it's obviously very yeah. cheap, um, but he's made the step up to the championship well, and so I do think um, those were the two that stood out to me. I don't know if you have anything different or anyone you wanted to add on Birmingham.
1: Um, maybe a Dembele, but like, as you mentioned, there's rotation you can't go there at the minute.
0: Yeah, so the next one is Blackburn. Um I mean, there's one very obvious answer that jumps right yeah. out.
1: I don't have him, though.
0: No, me neither. I
1: only mentioned him at the start of the season. He's now won up over 100 points, and I've not had him.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, well, we don't need to rehash me selling him because he was an injury doubt when I played Goal Fest, and he scored two goals. Um, Sammy Smodix. Um there's not much more that needs to be said on him he's you know very good pick keeps being a good pick um and yeah i uh I think uh he's he's the obvious one the other one I've got is uh Moran I've been really impressed with what I've seen of him um and I think he's he's really sort of growing into it as it goes along and so he was the other one I had
1: would you with ranking Costello out for a while, would you go Britain? Uh,
0: possibly, um, but I'm I'm a little bit reluctant on him, and I think um, yeah. it's a little bit tough to sort of figure out the balance now um, with with a couple of sort of absences and everything. So I, I've gone off Britain a little bit. Um, so the next one we've got is. Um, I think it's Bristol City, isn't it? Yeah, Bristol City. Um, So the main one really is O'Leary, just because, I mean, I'm not sort of looking to criticise them as a team. I think they're they're sort of a very decent team, but um, just because of his price and how well they've done defensively, it makes him a a really nice option. Um, The other two I had from them was Pring and Bell. I know there's a bit of rotation with Bell, but I think whenever he gets on the pitch, he he always looks like, when I've seen, certainly either when they've been on or uh, on the highlights, all, he's someone who always looks busy, always looks like he's make things happen. Um, so I, I do like him. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else you want to bring up with them.
1: I think it's hard to really judge Bristol City because he, he's only been in charge for two games, so he's still working out the squad. Um if Sykes is quite quite a steady player, isn't he? Sykes. He normally ticks long. He was he, he done quite well last year as well. He just seems to just keep ticking on. And if well if Wells is out long term, then Conway up front, if he if he gets a run in the game six point five, I think could be decent. Um yeah, Conway was another one that I
0: did sort of think about. Um but yeah, so I think that there's a few options there. Cardiff. There's a there's obviously another main one here. Perry and G.
1: Yeah, don't have him either.
0: <laughs> um does well on the bonus. They do pretty well for clean sheets. What more could you want? Yeah. Um you know, he he covers all areas of the bonus as well. He's involved defensively, he's evolved involved going forward. Um, you know. Is, is the top scoring defender. He's sort. I think he's just at, just inside the top ten overall in the game in terms of point scorers. Um, just just a very good option. Um, so
1: that's him and smodic So I haven't had. To, no wonder <laughs> I, I'm drastically dropping down.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 difficult. Um, he's the main one. Um, I'm just going to sort of mention in terms of. Um, in terms of alternatives I guess um, I could mention any of the defenders but I'm just going to say the other defenders um, obviously I think McGuinness and Seopsis uh, are also in the top 10 defenders um, the other one that I was just going to throw out there because I do think he's interesting um, and I know both of us have struggled with him before is Carl and Graham 8 million though uh... 7.9 yeah and that's the problem with him, where it's just like i just throwing him out there because I do think primarily with them you're gonna look defensively. Um not
1: priced on West Brom, didn't he? That's why. I...
0: Yeah. And so I do think there's a there's a, a potential there at times, particularly as a forward, um where I think it even though at times he's played wide it would be a little bit more difficult to go from as a midfielder, as a forward, there might be times for it. Um, so, it's primarily the defenders with them, though, really, with Ng being the, the standout one.
1: Yeah, do you, um I suppose um, Alwyn, the goalie, got to look at him, 4.6. Yeah, 6. of
0: course, yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a shame that I'm not sure. I think they're pretty settled now. They seem to have found out the way they're playing Cardiff. Like, like you say, I couldn't go for an attacking option, I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's tough with them, I think. Um, Coventry. I'm going to let you take the lead with Coventry because I'm struggling uh, uh, slightly with them. I mean, I
1: think it's worrying when Eccles is your joint top goal scorer, a top point scorer. He's on set pieces. Yeah. Is he Eccles? Yeah, because I know That's he was why, it with
0: it? one of the goals about... Um, his set piece delivery um, and how good it's been, which maybe helps in terms of the points there.
1: I, I, I just can't see with how strong some of the options are in midfield. Why, like I'm, I'm getting, I've got Jordan James at four point, and he's just killing me every week. Not having five midfielders, yeah, who are decent. So I, you just can't really. I, I would like if Sakamoto got a run of games. I think he would do really, big. he just doesn't seem to get a run of games.
0: Yeah, the forwards are a problem for me with them. There's a little bit too much rotation and, um, like, you know, how well are any of them doing at any given moment? Um, Godden would probably be the one, but I haven't been convinced by had... him. They owned him earlier in the season. And I hated him. Yeah, he. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I think defensively. The silver looked like he was fine and he's randomly been dropped. So now Yeah. Like I wonder if that I wonder if that is though. He, he got called away for Wales, didn't he? So I wonder yeah. if they, they trained for two weeks with Bidwell and they thought, well, we'll just play Bidwell.
0: Yeah, Van Van Evike is the other one that I would bring up. I know we've mentioned it before. Um yeah. I still think he's a decent option for from them. Uh
1: but it's just price, it, isn't it? They've yeah, got they're, they're a little bit tough to justify
0: inside. at the moment, actually. Um, probably the most useful one, we've sort of, you know, done the idea down a little bit, is if you are looking for a slightly cheaper fifth midfielder, um, someone yeah. like Eccles is is probably the, the yeah. best option there. Um, I do think they can sort of turn it around, but it's, all, it's just like the moment you're struggling to look at options from them and really feel sort of excited about them. Uh, Huddersfield. Um, it's really tough it's really tough Um, particularly because two I would like is like you know Karoma and Thomas but they're midfielders for a start and so you know particularly when we're talking about how it's difficult to fit all these midfielders in and then uh, using a spot on a Huddersfield defender on a midfielder so I'm going to go I'm just going to say Helic from them um, he's obviously chipped in with a a few goals um, and uh, I think he does decently for bonus if they do manage to keep the scoring down. so um he's he's sort of the main one there, but I struggle to really recommend anyone beyond that.
1: there is a four point one defender Jackson he's got there is he in I'm not sure is he in the team?
0: Um, he played this week, but I know that there were a lot of changes and they've had some absences, yeah. and I do wonder if more players are available, whether he would actually sort of play going forward. Um,
1: yeah. I, I do like Rodoni as well, but he seems to be injured yeah. at the minute, so I just I can't go with Huddersfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough with them. Uh, a much more interesting team to talk about is Hull. Um,
1: yeah. Well, it's... Philogene, isn't it? It's another one we've we've mentioned. I don't get it. You got him this week. Yeah, I
0: got him this week and it it went well straight away. Uh, there was one a couple of weeks ago where I ended up going with someone else instead. I can't even remember which one it was. Um He's he is the main one. Um I have to sort of give in and say Liam Delap is also worth consideration. Um I think he's the primary striker there for them now, so uh, he has to be an option. Uh, jacob greaves is the solid one uh defensively um we'll keep tip- ticking over um yeah. the one that is interesting particularly because apparently him coming on really changed things for them at the weekend and we know he can do well is cyrus christie
1: 5.3 get cyrus christie in. let's have
0: yeah but, yeah, but how many, how many defenders do people
1: actually want at this point? Like, yeah, that's you know, what I mean. No, I'm not even joking. I, I would like a Cyrus Christie option at yeah. this moment. Um, he, can't,
0: uh, I think he got two. He got the assist on both their goals at the weekend, coming off the bench. And apparently, um, you know, I was only watching Soccer Saturday at that point, but the the person at the ground was talking about how him coming on made a big difference. So I do wonder if, but he could potentially be an option. Um. Particularly, as you say, as we're sort of looking around for defenders, so he was just the other one that I yeah. that I wanted to mention from them. Uh, Ipswich. Uh, a lot of talk about Ipswich, but um, I do think if we're narrowing it down to options, we've talked about them so much, I'm just going to say Davis, Broadhead and Chaplin, because we've talked so much about them. I'm not sure how much more we need to cover Ipswich options at this point.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, no. I, I think I would... It's harder Unless you're playing the follow lead up. they do have a trickier yeah. run now. Davis is a no-brainer and maybe one of the attacking players. But, like, yeah, like this week I had Broadhead and Chaplin. and I was like, against Wolves, yeah. uh, not Wolves, against West Brom. I was like, yeah, I've got to yeah. try and make a move there.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I sold Chaplin and benched Broadhead and, I mean, watching that game, it, it seemed like I'd made the right call. So, well, I had it on in the background, obviously, but um, felt like I made the right call there. Um, very interesting team to discuss, actually Leeds. Um, there's obviously um, Rutter and Somerville. I think they're the main two. Um, just to to limit the conversation somewhat, I think. The main other ones I would bring up are Dan James and Piro. Um, you could maybe go with someone like an Ampadu, but I think you're you're really looking to get to the attack of Leeds, I think. And um, yeah. you know, we've we've talked a lot about their 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 attacking options, well their options in general. So I'm not sure how much more we have to we have to get I'd to like leads.
1: For me, you have R- Rutter and Somerville now. And then you dip into the third one if if you want, yeah,
0: want to and, play a boost and, and or you you jump good off.
1: for benefits, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Leicester, which I feel like we've we've sort of not talked about other Leicester options recently. Um, you've obviously I, got Dewsbury Hall. Do
1: you know what I, I'm starting to think? I just get Pereira, yeah. and I just keep him because I'm I've been mucked up so many with defenders, like I. got... I'm not joking I reckon easily between a quarter and a half I've had a, a playing defender that has scored zero I'm not like, I'm not yeah. that's, I'm not even joking just because of the goals that are conceding and things like that yeah so I, I am coming round to just getting Pereira
0: yeah, I mean, I Maybe think even
1: it's worth mentioning in... the,
0: two, the two centre-backs um, who aren't that far behind, or the two primary centre-backs who aren't that far Vestergard. behind Pereira in terms 5, of
1: yeah.
0: points. And yeah, Vestergaard, it's one I've spoken about before and I will mention again because he's the he's the one I was going to mention uh, in addition to Pereira. Pereira is obviously the main one, but Vestergaard, 5.5 5 in that defence just keeps ticking along. It's
1: on eight yellow, so...
0: Oh yeah, but you know... He, it, I mean, you think about it, he's getting that many points
1: despite getting booked constantly. Yeah, like... getting <laughs> yeah, booked at every other game.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it's it, it's just been rotation, isn't it? I, I think Mavididi yeah, is an option. He's going to play more than not.
0: Um, i really bad and... saying it, but I re- I just really want one of Iannaccio and Vardy to get injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah, bad at saying hard. it, but... Um,
1: Because, look, they've got 68 and 63 points. If one of them got injured, you're looking at 120-odd striker there? Yeah. Probably.
0: So, yeah, but because of that, I don't think I can recommend either of them at this point. So I think you've got those defenders and Dewsbury Hall and Mavadidi, I think it's still with them. But, yeah, I think if one of those two got injured, I very quickly be working trying to work out how to get the, the fit one in yeah um middlesbrough uh so middlesbrough are an interesting one um they've obviously i mean they, they had sort of what was a, a dis- disappointing result at the the weekend but they have obviously been been playing quite well um there are a couple that that sprung to mind for me uh Sam Greenwood and Matt Crooks. Now, obviously, it's difficult because they're both midfielders and there's so much competition for midfield spots. Um, but they've obviously done uh, done well. I will say I'm not going to bother mentioning Dieng. Everyone either has Dieng or has decided they don't want Dieng. Um, so it's not really a conversation with him at this point. Um, I would have said Coburn, but he, he obviously didn't play at the weekend. Yeah. So uh, that sort of complicates things a little bit more. Engel came off with an injury at the weekend, but I think the other three are nailed at this point in Fry, McNair, and Vandenberg. So, particularly if you just want a defender to sit there, um, Barra's defensive numbers are actually quite good, despite the fact they conceded, they conceded three at the weekend. So, particularly if you just wanted a defender to sit there, I think uh, one of those, like you know, just one of those defenders, could be an option.
1: See, I've not watched a, a borough game. I Think they were on against the a Sunderland few weeks. Was it some? Yeah, that they at the Luton had the same game at the same time. Are they doing what a lot of teams are doing with Vanderberg? is basically just a third centre back, and they're allowing Engel to bomb on.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um, but it's not yeah. like the inverting thing where a lot of teams are on. Yeah, but the they're just
1: going three at the back.
0: Yeah. Vandenberg, who is who is naturally a centre back sort of yeah. sits more and then Engel is free to get forward more. Um similar to what they did with essentially with uh, Ryan Giles last Ryan season. Ryan Giles, yeah.
1: I bet Ryan Giles wish he was back there at the moment. He's <laughs> yeah. his third choice sadly. <laughs> <left back. laughs>
0: um so yeah, so that's so obviously particularly say if, if Engel was out for a little while and Bangora came into the team. I mean Engel has actually been playing really well over this period, Yeah. But, uh he's obviously that little bit more expensive. Um, so I think you'd, you'd probably just be looking at one of those that's, that's just going to sort of sit in there. Um, obviously for those people looking at budget buster, I think Vandenberg is still 4.9. Um, but yes, yeah. that is obviously quite tight to the, to the, the borderline. Uh, you just need to, all you need to do is, uh, you know, one wrong week where he pops up with the goal and it's ruined. But uh, if you're looking for someone to sit there, then obviously it's it's not a bad option. Millwall. Millwall, <laughs> I so have a, a little bit of difficulty with them. Um. I want to say Fleming, and I just think at any moment he could you know, just have a good run. We know what he's like. Um.
1: will pay nine mil, 9.1 from a million from a million at a
0: yeah, I mean, you're sitting there with five million bank, though. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: no, it's not even crossed my mind, yeah. I don't think.
0: But it's it's just tough with them. And so I do just think, like, if you were looking at them, you know, he's still up there in terms of points. Like, it's, um, you know, up around Swift, who's obviously missed a, a few games. But, um, you know, we talked about Dean Garner. He's got similar points to him as well. Yeah. Um, He's probably the main one, um, but at the moment with Millwall, particularly while they're adjusting under the new manager and everything, I, I don't think we'd be we'd be recommending too many players from them. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a little bit tougher with them. Uh, Norwich, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, it's right, is it? Zara and Row, Zara
0: um, and a row. Beyond that, don't don't bother. Uh, yeah. Stacey,
1: no. no. Yeah. Uh, Plymouth.
0: There's there's two for me. There's, there's only I've, two. Oh, there's th-
1: three. They're a, t- they're, they're a team I've just not not bothered have. Plymouth don't exist for me. I just don't pick them.
0: <laughs> well, I've got Cooper, I, and I keep seeing him do yeah. decently, and I think he's a perfectly good pick. Um,
1: he is, yeah.
0: Whittaker. Whittaker's obviously the main one. Whittaker's sort of standout... Um, flying, you know, contributing multiple ways, and Finn Azaz, yeah. particularly at his price as well. Like we were talking about, maybe that sort of cheaper midfield or whatever. Azaz is is really performing um, for them and is very cheap as well. Um, you could you could go with someone like Amumba. They're just not good enough defensively for me, um, and he's not getting forward enough for that. So. Yeah. I think Azaz and Whitaker, particularly when we talk about with some of these teams, about the number of players who might be involved in the bonus. You look at most Plymouth games if they're in the bonus if they've done well, like unless they've sort of been battered or anything, you're probably going to see Whitaker and Azaz in the bonus. Um, is the thing with them? So, uh, so that's sort of my thought on on Plymouth.
1: Yeah, I agree with.
0: Them. Preston. Uh, that's nice. Awesome.
1: You think there's a defender here? Yeah.
0: I think there, well, there's, yes, but it's not the one that a lot of people have, I think, uh, yeah. or had, because uh, people obviously had pots. Uh, Key and Best. Now, obviously, it remains yes. to be seen what happens. Hughes came on at the weekend, and he's obviously been out for a little while. Those who have followed my injury news updates will know that Hughes has been under sort of like could return or might return or that sort of thing for about five game weeks. He did finally come off the bench at the weekend, and it was pre-64 best. Um, part of that will obviously be coloured by the, uh, Robbie Brady getting sent off. Um, yeah. But he has been playing playing regularly, um, so I think he's he's potentially very interesting for them. Um, Lindsay mm-hmm. is the other one to mention, just because he has been sort of ticking along with the points for them. He still keeps going um and he's 5.0 so it's again in terms of the the price point you're not committing a lot to it um, and then the other one that, that I wanted to mention personally that I think is quite interesting is Ozmayich yeah i've I I like mentioned
1: him. it a couple of times yeah I, yeah
0: I i like the look of him I, I like sort of you know he looks like obviously he's a big player a big lad but he looks like he has a little bit about him uh sort of when he has the ball as well so uh, I think he's a potentially interesting one, um, as people thought. Look ahead, um, so he's the other one for me. Uh, QPR. Pal. That's <laughs> uh, the right. Hmm? Pal. So I think Pal still has to be an option. Uh, the number of times I see sort of updates from them, and it's like Pal has a shot. Five minutes later, Pal has another shot. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> Um, so I think I he's
1: going anywhere. Else.
0: And then I guess the other one, just to mention, is obviously Kakai just because he's cheap. No.
1: no, I've had I've played him twice. It's done nothing for me. But yeah, he's he's an option. Yeah, is he first
0: choice now? I honestly couldn't tell you
1: because <laughs> they signed that cannon, but I think he got in. Injured, he
0: was injured. Um, I think he was back in the squad for the first time the weekend, I think. But yeah, um, so who knows with that? Um, the other one I guess to keep an eye on because we, I think we mentioned him at one point, but he's very cheap. Um, and we're talking about budget midfielders again. Uh, Dixon Bonner, just because he's 4.4. Um, I think he did play at the weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, it's just it's just Kenneth Powell. And even then, I'd probably look elsewhere. <laughs> uh, Rotherham. Oh, I was I've been impressed
1: the two times yeah. I've seen Rotherham on the TV. I I, uh,
0: I I enjoyed their performance. I think you know you said it in our chat. I think they are a different beast when they're at home. We've acknowledged that before. Um, I think Johansson. Still absolutely fine. Uh, I, you know, I, I mentioned him multiple times this season. I, I like Adolphin. He seems to be one of these people. Yeah. He keeps going, like he will keep trying. He keeps find ended like finding himself in these useful positions. And I mean that goal comes out of nothing, but it's basically him sort of persisting there. Um yeah. that, that gets the goal almost. Um, well,
1: we mentioned in the chat. I'm not sure how many of these Robin players, if they go down, they get a championship club. I think someone will take a dolphin.
0: Yeah, I think someone would pick up a Dauphin. Um, beyond that, it's it's tough. I mean, a couple of these players they've invested in, so they probably want to keep, like, I think someone like Sam Nombe looks like he could play at the yeah, level, but, sort of, but yeah. obviously they invested in him, so I'd assume they'd want to try and keep him. Um
1: but I, I think on your demo will take a long... But... Yeah,
0: but again, it's a it's a midfield spot where it's it's tough to justify, so I think you're probably really looking at Johansson at this point if you've still got him. Um, Sheffield Wednesday.
1: know I don't even
0: know. I am just going to make the case again, particularly because I noticed his free kick that I think hit the post, um, for Josh Windass, in part because anything that that they're going to do in attack is probably going to involve Josh Windass, so it's more so, just someone if going... priced
1: him at six point five. Yeah, it, it done that, yeah. is it? Uh,
0: so that but that does make it tough. But he, you know, maybe just a cheap defender. But even then, I'm not even sure who you would go with. There's it's just very tough with them. Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, it's not even like they they keep clean sheets, so they can go four point no, five No, they only. they
0: you know they they have definitely got better. Like you look at a lot of yeah. the numbers, and yeah, they have they improved yeah. under Roll, but not in such a way that really benefits anyone in fantasy. <laughs> so yeah, so they're they're a tough one. Uh, Southampton, uh, Adam Armstrong is obviously the one that jumps out. Uh, Carl
1: he'd yeah.
0: Um, Adam Armstrong, who you know, just keeps ticking over. I sold him, and you know, it's it's going great for me. Uh, the other one that I'm going to mention is Stuart Armstrong. We've mentioned Stuart Armstrong before. Um, he yeah. keeps ticking along. He's the one from the midfield that's most likely to get forward. He's on all the set pieces. Seven five. Um, It's a reasonable price for the quality of team, in t- uh, so. He's he's the other one for me, just because particularly because that saving compared to someone like Sulamana and the fact he's on the set pieces as well.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's waiting for Stuart, though, yeah. aren't they?
0: Yes, He's the uh, big ones. I am one, very much waiting for Ross. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the Scottish
1: hound there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just the more the merrier. Um, Stoke.
1: Is. I, what makes me laugh if you look at the forwards and the highest scoring forward is on twenty?
0: Is it Dwight Gale? No, it's
1: not. Tyree uh,
0: Campbell.
1: Morales, is that um?
0: Oh, Wesley. Who
1: is it Oh, it's Wesley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's got twenty points. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, for them, I think it's Hoover.
1: It's isn't Hoover. It? Isn't yeah, I think so.
0: Um, I'm not sure whether there's anyone else actually. I think it's it's probably just Hoover. Maybe Vidigal. Um, he did well early in the season, but he hasn't done much. more. He recently. must have got
1: about three quarters of the points yeah. in the first month, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't
0: even I can't even mention my old mate Daniel Johnson really as a recommendation. And that's that's when you know it's sad. Um, so for me, it's it's, it's Hoover really.
1: Are you going to four point five Bonham in goal? Uh,
0: no, Jamie. I'm going to save my thoughts on Bonham because uh, Jamie asked the question um, a- about Jack Bonham. I know, so uh, I'm going to save my thoughts on him. Um, but no, <laughs> uh, Sunderland. I think Sunderland are another one that's that's relatively easy. Um, you're looking at Jack Clark, obviously. Like if you don't have Jack Clark, yeah. I have questions. Uh Trey Hume, I think is you know, he plays basically every game. Um he does well. I've obviously lost a lot of his points on the bench. Um and then I think you're probably looking at Patrick Roberts and Joe Bellingham. What Hugg- about
1: Huggins at four point five? If I, if think I knew that even.
0: entirely depends on uh Dennis Serkin's injury Sorry. prognosis. Because yeah. I think as soon as Serkin comes back, Huggins you can't guarantee he's going to stay in the team.
1: Yeah, um, it's frustrating, isn't it? He's yeah. done well.
0: If if Sirkin sort of they said, oh yeah, anything more than sort of a few weeks out, then absolutely. Um, if it's only going to be like sort of oh he might be out for like a week or whatever, you're not really going to go to Huggins. Um, Swansea. Jerry Yates. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was that was uh one of the first uh, uh realizations for people that I did occasionally swear on this when I talked about Jerry Yates and what he achieved with Blackpool last season, but he, he's done well for them this season and he's ticked along uh, quite nicely actually um so I do think he's uh, potentially an option. uh key getting injured is annoying because he was obviously looking like a decent option. I think it means that at the moment, beyond Yates, I'm not really looking at anyone from Swansea. You
1: know, I, I'm not, but just keep an eye on Patterson. Yeah, starting if he gets back to that form a couple of years ago, that yeah. six four could be could be decent.
0: Yeah, and I was reading a couple of comments from him after the weekend where he'd been talking about sort of feeling that that's sort of all coming to, back together for him. Uh, you know, like it was a couple of years ago. So, like you say, he, he, if he does get a run going, that could be quite interesting. Uh, Watford. Tim, I actually feel like we haven't talked a lot about. Um, which, uh, I, th- I think there's an obvious answer now. Which is Andrews. is out for a couple of months. Uh, which means Andrews at his price. Um Particularly, just in in relative terms, yeah. like four point nine, he becomes an option in there now. I think um, we've talked about a couple of their players who who I do like um, in Martins and Aspria.
1: They just never pl- always play though, do they?
0: Yeah, that's the problem. His like even the, other, the other one would be like sort of who we've mentioned before is Ryavich, but yeah, you can't guarantee he's going to play either. I think that's the problem with them, which is part of the reason why I, I like someone like Andrews, because at this point, I know he's going to play.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, I know that we don't really want to choose centre-backs in this game either, but someone like Porteous, Um is the other one. that adds too much. Yeah.
1: It's too much, hangers when I mean, you but, can but, go but for le- less.
0: Yeah, that's the problem with them, is just like they're... You know, it's totally justifiable why why they're priced that much, but you just then don't want to go with them uh, for that reason. So, yeah, I think it's probably Andrews with them. Maybe one of the midfielders, if you have a particular feeling about one of them at a particular moment sort of thing. Um, and West Brom we've talked about. West Brom, yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to go back over them. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just sort of, I know some not a lot of that is new, but I think it was just sort of, you know, updating people on almost where our thoughts were with the various teams, uh, particularly as people are looking to play follow the leader. Um, I think it just sort of, you know, serves a purpose to, to, to go back over some of this and just sort of update any thoughts on where we are with these teams. Um, so so we've got that done. Uh, so the, the only thing left for us... Oh, uh, so we've got a couple of other things. first one is anything else we want to cover... Um, to, from the weekend's action, um, anything that sort of jumped out to us or that we wanted to mention, um, anything in particular for you, Dan? Do you know
1: what? Not too too much to be honest. Um, I think a lot. I'm not, I was surprised with Bristol City. To be honest, that that's a good performance. Yeah. I think. Mean.
0: Um, I had actually I mentioned it before, but um. I've been impressed with what I've seen from Moran recently um, at Blackburn, yeah. and so I think we've got a question on him. But I, I do, I've been quite impressed with uh, with him. Um, and yeah, West Brom. We talked about them, but just that's a very impressive result. We've talked about them particularly at home, but the way they sort of, you know, were comfortably the best team against Ipswich was was very impressive. I also think it's worth noting, I will say, um, Leeds. I did want to note them. I know they dropped points in that game. They were the better side. Um, on another day, they put three, four, five past them. Um, the goal came out nothing. I know they had a couple of other chances. There was a goal line block from sort of Cooper and whatever, but um, I'm not worried about Leeds, particularly not off that game. Like It would be different if it was one of these games where they'd really sort of struggled to put anything together or that sort of thing. But on another day, they like I say, they have three, four, five. So it's just sort of not necessarily a reason for concern with Leeds. It's just, you know, these games can happen. Um, but, yeah, if you've got nothing else, we'll just get into the questions then. I
1: think we sort of, when we've gone, we've sort of briefly discussed them, really. Like I said, Blackburn's, and like you mentioned, Blackburn's a standout yeah. fixture, but... A lot a lot of them are I'm guessing Coventry away, but as we said, there's just I can't decide on the Coventry asset at the minute. So yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll know a bit more in midweek. Obviously we'll have the chaos of, of yeah. it being midweek. So
0: um so yeah, so that's uh, so we'll get to dive right into these questions. First question is from FPL Brock. So, where in the championship would a team of eleven Gabriel Saras finish? Let's assume he is better in goal than George Long, as I don't think that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd I'd worry Please, slightly worry. about them defensively, but I think, uh, you know, and I think there's maybe a little bit of a pace question, but I think I think eleven Saras could be sort of a you know upper mid-table team. I
1: don't know, it's pretty, I'd say 16
0: There we go uh, Chris Hermitage Best Stoke defender to ta- target the Leeds worst attack midweek Surely that's Hoover Yeah, it has to be um, That one feels quite easy Jamie, he's now going to take his chance to ask a shitload of questions so, as I suggested, this first one, is Jack Bonham still the best keeper in the league after Saturday? Um, Sunday league, maybe. Um, yeah. That's a
1: massive blow, losing Travis, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I know they've kept a, like, a number of clean sheets since Bonham came into the team, but I'm still like, no. Just just no. <laughs> just no on Jack Bonham. Yeah. Um, what do you think of KFC's new fries? I have to say I'm really disappointed. I haven't tried them yet.
1: Do you know what? There's <laughs> not really a KFC near me, so I haven't had one for about about a year. Actually, um, it's making me think I need to go and
0: have them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let I'll let you know. I'll 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 try them at some point and let you know, Jamie. Uh, he said, "Why does cereal taste better at night?" <laughs> um, I I think it's probably one of those things this is gonna sound really weird. Um, particularly when you wake up in the morning and you sort of have anything to eat, it's not quite as satisfying. You're not quite sort of necessarily as with it or whatever where you can you can just enjoy things more later in the day. Um, you know, particularly if you've if you've not long sort of brushed your teeth in the morning or something like that, so the taste is a little bit off, something like that. So I think that helps it taste better in the evening. Um, and then he says, "Are there any budget busters defenders actually worth getting?" Um,
1: that's like his priorities, isn't it? Stoke, Foods Gaffer.
0: Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's debatable between Stoke and food, which one's number one. But yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, any budget think buster at... defenders?
1: Huggins. If he's going to play best, yes. if he's going to play, yeah.
0: um, a couple of he gets guys, tricky. Like I mentioned, someone like
1: Andrews, ba-
0: Andrews 4. and Vandenberg 9? both sitting at four point nine. Um, could could be could be sort of options for that.
1: Maybe a role from if they're at home against a decent yeah. fixture like a Bram or yeah, someone
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I think someone like them could could be sort just want to to have there for a week. Uh, non-stop FPL. Uh, I think we're going to be able to answer this quite easily. So which criteria should we look at for when playing Jeepers keepers? Guarantee clean sheet or opposition that will pepper the goal with shots?
1: We normally work out who's conceding the most shots. Yeah. And who's having the most shots. And that's basically it's three points per shot. So.
0: Yeah, you get you get an extra two points for the half clean sheet. So half clean sheets become four. Um, every save is worth three. So, you know, you do the math there. Like it's just sort of the amount you can gain on the saves is obviously the the, the big thing there. Uh, FPL Blindside, do you think Moran at Blackburn rec- recent form has now made him a viable option to bring in? Well, Dan's nodding away, and we've mentioned him multiple times. So I think, uh, yeah,
1: I'd go smodic him.
0: Yeah, um, but particularly if you're if you're looking at something different, particularly if you you know one of the, the sort of main midfielder midfield options you don't have or whatever. Also,
1: budget buster as well. Yeah. Now,
0: right? I, I think that there are ways to have Moran as well. Um, Uh, Eric Onstad has said, uh, the "Plan is follow the leader game week 18. He has two free free transfers, and five million in the bank. Afraid of the rest for forwards for Ipswich forwards. And now thinking a third of Blackburn instead. Plan was one Leicester and two Leeds. The best way to attack, you think? So he sent a picture of his team. So he has the Blackburn goalkeeper He has in G." Pereira and Davis, Somerville, Philogene, Smodix, Dewsbury Hall and Clark, Broadhead and Chaplin. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned, actually, about the rest for the switch forwards. Um, I was talking about this this morning with a couple of people, um, particularly Broadhead. Unless it was injury or illness related, hasn't been rested at any point. He's only been rested related to injury or illness. However, he does not play 90 minutes. It basically comes off at like 65, 70, maybe 75 every game. Um, he obviously does very well in that time, but like you think that's a decent chunk of the game. He's not playing. Chaplin plays basically every game. Um, but with their upcoming run, there is a very real question about whether you want them at the moment. So I do think there's potential to, to potentially shift that round.
1: They said, didn't you say follow a leader this week?
0: Eighteen. They got Millwall. So,
1: yeah. yeah. They got Millwall.
0: So and it's a home game. Can... Switch another one in home games. So yeah, I think for this week it's and fine. So you're saying yeah. buying one Leicester and two Leeds. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think so. Um, Obviously,
1: there is a risk of rotation, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, he said, should he buy the third Blackburn instead? I mean, that's another option. Like we just made, we just talked about Moran. Um, if you're looking,
1: they can rotate, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Although they, they, there are some guys that tend to play more often, but yeah, I think it's uh. I'd probably just focus on those Leeds and Leicester ones and look to make the best of the the boost. Really. Uh, Ollie Ash has said, "Is playing follow the leader in game week eighteen a midweek set of fixtures living life a bit too dangerously?" Um, well, I think Dan's mentioned the word like chaos or carnage. Uh, so, be yeah. Uh... So uh, it it adds to the to the risk element there, I guess. Um, I think it also depends who you are playing. Like you know, some of these players are going to play more often than not. Um, I mean, even someone like Smodix, aside from the one thing where he had sort of injury question mark or whatever, he basically plays every game. Sort of like Perry and G. Obviously, he's just had the knock, but apart from that, he's going to play. So it's, you know, some of of these guys like Philogene. Philogene is going to play. Um, You know, I think Leeds are an interesting one at the moment, actually, because Rutter, you had with the injury doubt, did play on Friday, but did come off early or relatively early. You've got Somerville. We don't know if he can play three games in a week yet. Obviously, last time we heard he couldn't, but... Whether that's the case now, we don't know. Um, they are
1: strong on the wings. Yeah. Monte, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Like I, they, think, I think. Even he, if they just bring one in, yeah. didn't
0: they? So I think it does complicate things. and I think it probably makes it slightly better for people who have someone like Ampedu because at least you know he's probably going to play as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it does depend a little bit on the players you've got. But yeah. There is a, there is a little bit um, there there is a little bit of extra risk uh, beyond the normal. Uh, FPL Calypso said, "Is it advisable to play follow the leader this midweek on Leeds, Hull, and Ipswich? Could also get three Sunderland. I mean, if you're happy with the risk, yeah, yeah." Leeds play Swansea at home. Hull play Rotherham at home. Sunderland play Huddersfield at home. Who do you think is
1: likely to rotate? See, I'm not sure Sunderland do now. If you've got Clark Hume and and say you put Roberts, do you think that rotate?
0: No. I, th- I think you're fine.
1: Be, I'd... They would be like one of the teams I'd be surprised at if they yeah. rotated.
0: Um, I think it depends a little bit with some of these. like, But, you know, we've seen uh, Pereira rotated this season, the, the odd game. We've seen, um, obviously, the Leicester forwards rotate. We've seen even Mavadidi rotate. And I mean, Dewsbury Hall got left out at one point. But generally speaking, if you play Dewsbury Hall like, and doesn't play, you're probably unlucky. Um, even accounting for it being a midweek game, you're probably unlucky at that point. But, um, yeah, Sunderland... Also, he's
1: going to get a yellow card soon, so he's going to have a a week or two weeks off anyway.
0: I think it depends a little bit, as we said. Hull, I think, would be all right, depending on who your three are. Um, Ipswich, I think, is probably fine. Um, FPL Klim has asked us, hi guys how bad is it, the idea of follow the leader this game week? <laughs> I feel like I
1: should be playing follow the leader <laughs> everyone seems to be playing
0: maybe I should be um, have triple Ipswich Davis Broadhead Chaplin triple Sunderland Clark Hume Huggins and double Leicester Jewsbury, Hall and Mavadidi and can get one more is it worth risking the carnage with the rotation or is it better to just keep the boost? Um, I think I'll
1: play with those players.
0: Yeah. Like, unless you hear something about, like like say, you know, we've talked about Circuit. Don't know whether we'll get any news on him. That's the only potential risk, really. You look at that and you would expect the vast majority of those players to play. Um, so I think actually it's probably one of the better examples in terms of what we're talking about of still being able to play in the midweek
1: leads would be more worry yeah if i were playing them i think
0: yeah and so the fact that in this case it's it's not including leads probably does help a little bit <laughs> um billy hadaway tough benching dilemmas on follow the leader this week a slightly different follow the leader question would you bench Dewsbury Hall, Clark, Philogene, or sacrifice Wolfenden to play follow the leader with two Ipswich instead?
1: Against Millwall. They might keep a clean sheet there.
0: Yeah, but you, you've, you, you're you you have then looking at what? Clark at, at home against Huddersfield, Philogene at home against Rotherham, or Dewsbury Hall away against Sheffield Wednesday. I think, and I don't like not maximising boosts.
1: It depends if you follow the lead, if Ipswich are only going to be 1.5. If Ipswich
0: are the emergency, I'd be tempted to leave Wolfenden out. If you're wanting to use more of a boost, like say you have Wolfenden, well, I assume you have Davis as well and like Broadhead or whatever. If you have Davis and Broadhead, I can understand wanting to use the vice on them, but if you're only using the emergency, I'd probably just play those other guys because I think they probably outscore whatever Wolf... Well, if I had to guess, even Wolfenden multiplied by 1.5, I would ex- I would guess those other three all outscore him. Bit, yeah. Um, Alexander Chow has asked... Is Adam Armstrong a must-buy even if it takes a minus four now? I don't think so. No. I think obviously. I, I very still good think option, he's. But I don't think he's. I still think bust.
1: he's going to end up right I still think he ends up right eventually.
0: I think that's 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 an option that's always sitting out there. Um, and we have a question from Aaron um, from Planet FPL Slack. Um, is it five blank games in a row for Broadhead? Chaplin has blanked four of the last five. Is it time to consider moving away from Ipswich forwards, or is it, or is that too much of a luxury or gamble given they are eligible for budget buster? Well, I think we've both talked about the idea of moving away from Ipswich forwards. We both we've both done it this week. Um, yeah, are you sort of? Would you be sort of putting people off, moving on from Ipswich forwards?
1: If you had yeah, to, I would. I, but also, when, when are you playing Budget Buster with Ipswich? Like...
0: Yeah, because if you're playing it with Ipswich, it's probably, as in if you want the Ipswich players for Budget Buster, it's probably not for a while, at which point you can just bring yeah. it back.
1: What, 20, 25 with QPR? Yeah. I suppose Norwich at home, 22 is not bad, but it's a derby. Anything can happen in that game.
0: Yeah. So, so like at that point, you're probably not playing it for a while, so you can just bring them back. It's one of these things we talk about in terms of like planning for the boosts. Well, yeah, but there's a bunch of weeks in between, uh, so I do think yeah, it's pro- it's fine to sell them at this point. They've got a rough run, um, and so particularly if you're on both of them, I do as as we've said, sort of, we've done it. I think that there is something to potentially selling one of them um but yeah that's all the questions uh thank you to uh all of you that asked one um i sense a little bit of a pattern there in terms of what people are thinking ahead of these midweek (laughs) games. so yeah so we i don't think we'll do anything between midweek and the weekend will we um probably not at work yeah and i've got a uh an early um, day on Wednesday, which is gonna th- probably gonna throw me off. So uh... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I probably won't be able to do anything beforehand. Uh, they've very inconsiderately given us another Friday night game next week. So, uh, but I don't Give have any sin. sort of work away days or anything, so I should be able to to get all the team news sorted for that. Um, apologies to anyone who was f- affected by me forgetting things like Leicester existing. Um, They're
1: you know, was... only top of the table, Would um, you do not scroll high enough or something. Uh, their presser was
0: relatively late. Um, so... yeah. um,
1: I'm just so like, yeah. Preston QPR.
0: Preston QPR what what a on a game. Friday night.
1: <laughs> what a... I'll, I'll be watching that. That's my sort of game. That is.
0: I mean, it's not even a relegation battle, though, is it? I mean,
1: one team is for.
0: Yeah uh well my camera has just decided to go off which i think is trying to drop a hint um so yeah so we'll probably probably won't be back till next week um but yeah you guys should be able to figure it out in the meantime uh so otherwise uh thank you for listening and goodbye bye